Hey friends. So we're going to talk about stress hormones and what it's like to literally be living in a constant state of stress and some signs to look out for um, in ways that it can manifest in your physical body. If you feel like what we talk about today resonates a lot with you, please know that this is not to judge or to make you feel bad, but for you to create more awareness around how stress may be impacting you. Often stress hormones feel good to live on until they don't, meaning at some point the high from living off of these stress hormones is going to run out and it will catch up with you in some very negative ways that will have consequences to your health long term. This is actually something that I struggled with in my early 20s, you know, as an entrepreneur, but also as someone with a type A personality who strives for being successful in all areas of my life. Um, I see this with a lot of the clients that I work with who have this, you know, boss babe mentality where they need to be perfect at everything, their career, the hustle culture that we live in, hitting the gym six days a week eat less, track macros, and literally just striving for perfection. We often create this image in our head that this is what healthy and dedicated looks like. But for many women, slowly over time, whether it's months or years of being in the state of hustle and no rest can lead to imbalances in the thyroid and even our sex hormones as women. And getting yourself out of this stress state takes more than just having a spa day or pampering yourself a few days a week. If your mind and body still perceives the stressors that got the body in imbalance in the first place. In our episode today, we're going to talk about the big signs to look out for that your body is running off stress hormones and where we often accidentally set ourselves up for getting to this place and what to do about it. And in my group coaching, Nourish to Thrive, I show women how to not only improve their relationship with food and their bodies, so they stop the cycle of restricting, binging, and viewing food as the enemy, but we also prioritize getting women to feel more empowered in their skin by optimizing how their physical body feels. This looks like better digestion, hormones, energy, and being able to live an active lifestyle without the obsession. And if you're tired of living this way, this is your opportunity to take action with my expert guidance and an incredible supportive community with women to support you as well. The link to apply is going to be in the show notes and doors are open now. So let's get into some of the biggest signs that you are running off of stress hormones. One of the most common symptoms that I see is not being hungry first thing in the morning. So whenever I get a client who tells me that they wake up with no appetite and can easily go the entire morning, whether it be 10, 11, or 12 p.m. before having their first meal and maybe even feeling nauseous in the morning, this is not a great sign. And what this can mean is that your body is used to running off of stress. And this can have a huge impact on your hunger and fullness cues. Because your liver is able to store fuel in the form of glycogen for about eight to nine hours. So that means when you wake up in the morning after seven to nine hours of sleep, hopefully, and without having food, your body should be hungry and ready for fuel. If you aren't seeing that hunger, this is super important to note. And this is one area that, you know, with the clients that I work with, that once we start to support their metabolism and reduce stress on the body, one of the first positive signs that we see is a return of regular hunger and fullness cues, especially in the morning. Another big sign is that your digestion is off. 
if you are somebody who is constantly bloated all the time and feel six months pregnant after a meal, this can be a sign of stress because when we are stressed, our body is not going to digest our food properly. You may be in a constant sympathetic nervous system state, and it's also common to see signs of constipation and irregular bowel movements. You have no idea how many women have told me that their regular of going number two was two to three times per week. And I will tell you that is a huge red flag that something is not right. Ideally, we do want to be going number two first thing in the morning every single day. And if that's not the case for you, it's definitely worth exploring. Am I stressed? Is it potentially that I am not giving my body the safety that it is okay to go to the bathroom? Having constant cravings is another common symptom that I see. If someone tells me that they struggle with binging or eating certain foods or that they always have to have a couple cups of coffee a day or always have to have sugar at a certain time each day, these are little signs that the body is in a stressed state. And if you also feel like you get these big energy dips and energy crashes and feels like sugar is the one thing that makes you feel better short term, you might be super stressed. And I talk about this a bit further in the episode, Am I Addicted to Sugar?, which is episode 30 of the Nourish to Thrive podcast. Having constant sugar cravings could be a sign that your body is stressed. We also have to consider that eating sugary things can also be a way to self-soothe from stress as foods that are higher in sugar and carbs lead to more of a dopamine release in the brain, which is that reward and pleasure hormone. We also may crave sugar because on a biological level, your body uses up more glucose under times of stress. So you may not be intaking as much as your body is demanding from you. And typically, once we start to see stress reductions and we're able to really manage our stress levels better, a lot of those constant sugar cravings do start to decrease and become more normal. Another sign that I see is that you feel wired but tired at night. If you're somebody who has trouble falling asleep and staying asleep at night, um, you know, this can look like you feeling physically tired, but once you try shutting your eyes, you toss and you turn and you just can't get your brain to shut off and cannot get to sleep. Maybe you're overthinking all the things that you have to do tomorrow, your, your to-do list. You know, I have to run errands. I have to get to class. I have to get to work. I have to go, go, go. Your brain just feels so constantly busy thinking about the future. Keep in mind that cortisol should be peaking in the morning and tapering off throughout the day. But when those cortisol patterns change, it may spike in the evening leading to insomnia. These are also people who always need to be doing stuff. So, you know, you're somebody who can't stop moving. You can't sit down to read a book or watch a show. You're constantly distracted with something else. And this behavior can also show up with only finding release from high-intensity exercise, especially if you're already in a stressful season with work or relationships or just personal issues. If you can't take days off of exercise that is intense or can't do anything outside of your structured exercise routine, you might be addicted to the adrenaline that comes from that high-intensity exercise. You may also have energy highs and energy dips where some days you feel unstoppable and other days you are majorly struggling to feel yourself and getting through the day is a constant struggle. You may also wake up and want to stay in bed all day. 
When those stress hormones have been high for months or years, we may eventually reach this point of burnout where we have those days where energy is just depleted without feeling like you've really changed anything. The last sign that I'm going to talk about is for those who are above their set point weight, it may feel like your body is holding on to weight and that you struggle to lose weight. And this can happen for several reasons. But what I often see is that women who are not eating enough despite working out several days a week, your body perceives the threat of dieting and is not eating enough. So it's trying to conserve and keep you safe from what it perceives as a famine. Because having fat on our bodies is safety. It is fuel for later. And if our bodies don't trust that we are going to be getting enough energy in, it will hold on to the fuel that it can so that you don't end up dying. Because remember, your body doesn't know that you are purposely trying to diet, but it does know when it's receiving or not receiving enough nourishment. And so with all those things being said, let's look into what things that we can do to start getting your body out of this constantly stressed state. Now, one thing that does need to be addressed, if you're someone who's dabbling with intermittent fasting and prolonging your fasting window, this would be a highly important place to start to reduce those stress hormones. Because when you're fasting and in the morning when your body's asking for fuel, but it doesn't come, your body immediately goes into that stress response. Because remember, cortisol is the highest in the morning. And your body starts to use up its own stores. Like literally your body starts eating itself. And this is not a good thing. And we may see things like your thyroid hormones decrease, muscle being used for energy and having more muscle breakdown. So you may have an inability to put on lean muscle mass. And over time for women, as stress hormones go up and stay elevated, this can lead to something called the pregnenolone steal. Pregnenolone is a hormone where other sex hormones are made from, and if stress is high, your body will put more energy into creating stress hormones rather than towards ovulation and progesterone production. So that leads me to another point. If you are missing your period or have irregular cycles, your body is stressed. Your body's under a constant state of stress because your body is not going to prioritize reproduction when it does not feel safe. Keep in mind that your menstrual cycle does matter even if you're not trying to get pregnant anytime soon. Your hormones are kind of like the fountain of youth, ladies. And just as men need testosterone to be men, women also do also women also need testosterone, but we also need a balance of estrogen and progesterone at different points of our cycle to ensure that we do ovulate. Because ovulation really is the star of your entire menstrual cycle. And if we're not ovulating, we're not going to have the period. So if you are missing your period or having irregular cycles, this is something that we help you achieve in Nourish to Thrive because it is so, so important to make sure that your hormones are healthy so that you feel like a woman, that you feel energized, you feel yourself And without that period, there are negative health consequences that can affect you later on in life. The second thing to address here is if you are low calorie dieting, if you are eating 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 calories a day, this can lead to more stress hormones. And keep in mind, I'm not advocating for you counting calories, but just as a general like rundown here, because most women probably listening to this do count their calories 
if you are active, you especially need more than this. Even if you're not an active person, you're going to need more than 1,000, 1,200, and 1,500 calories. And when your body does not think that there's enough food around, like I mentioned earlier, it may perceive that we are in a famine and your body works in a really primitive fashion. Additionally, if you are on a low-carb diet, This is one of the worst things I feel like women can do to their bodies as our bodies literally thrive off of glucose for energy. And so many people think that going low carb or keto is the answer for optimizing their health. However, when we don't eat enough carbs, the liver is forced to take over and create fuel. And this can be a really stressful and demanding process for the body. If anyone is telling you to limit carbs and don't eat over 50 or 100 grams of carbs a day, please run far, far away from these people. Because the truth is, you don't need to avoid carbs entirely to improve your blood sugar levels and insulin sensitivity. As for most people, going super low carb or keto is really unsustainable and will cause other problems outside of this as well. Another thing that we need to address is obsessively exercising. So I'm a huge proponent for daily activity and living a healthy lifestyle. But for those chronic exercisers who are addicted to things like spin classes, CrossFit, hot yoga, marathon running, all these really taxing exercises, I'm talking to you ladies. If you are doing these classes four to six times a week and are already in a stressed state, this is like adding another log to a burning fire. What can be far more beneficial, especially if you're under a constant state of stress, is moving just with more mindfulness, like yoga, walking, maybe a gentle bike ride, strength training a few days a week, making sure that you're taking rest days and that you're giving your body what it's asking for, not pushing through just to push through. And lastly, addressing boundaries. Um, If you are somebody that struggles with setting boundaries with work or you're constantly on your phone, on social media, comparing what you're doing to other people, maybe you have stressful relationships that create more drama in your life and create more anxiety. It may be super important to assess how might I be able to set stronger boundaries in my life with these things? Because I know work is something that we all have to do. You know, there's not going to be family members that we can avoid entirely. There's not going to be people in our life that are constantly just unavoidable, but how can I set some boundaries and how can I make sure that I prioritize my mental health so that I'm not burning myself out further? And many people don't think that obsessively scrolling on your phone can be stress. Oh, believe me, it can be stressful. So just be mindful about how much time you're spending on your phone versus in real life. And after we see more of the lifestyle and dietary changes that could be going on and address those first, then we can start looking at internal health. Because a lot of people get caught up in taking all these supplements without addressing the root causes of what's causing stress in the first place. They don't address the low-calorie eating or the relationships with obsessive exercise. They don't address having boundaries with work or their phone. They don't schedule in time for hobbies that allow them to be present. They may even be using food as a way to relieve stress, such as emotional or binge eating or tracking macros as a way to create more control in their life without addressing those stressors. 
I always say that your relationship with food really does matter here. Because if you have demonized certain foods like carbs or don't eat certain macronutrients or even just really nutritious foods that somehow you have labeled as bad, like getting in enough healthy fats, this can lead to nutrient deficiencies as well. So do not overlook the importance of the foundations of your lifestyle and your mindset, as those are going to be the keys that may be driving your body to be in that stressed overload. I hope that this was your sign today to say, I can't keep doing this to my body anymore and that I deserve better. And if you do resonate with any of these signs that you can take a further look about what areas of your diet or your lifestyle may need to further look at. Now is the opportunity to do something about it and take care of your body in a new and different way. Let me know if you guys enjoyed this episode by giving this a thumbs up and share it on Instagram so I can give you a little shout out. And just a reminder that doors for Nourish to Thrive are open. And if you are ready to take the next steps for a more nourished and balanced life where eating is easy and you feel confident in your skin, there's going to be a link in the show notes to apply. I will catch you guys in the next episode.